What's up, everybody? I think this is episode 58, and I'm sticking to it. I believe you're right. I believe I'm right. I'm not even going to check. I'm not even going to check. Episode 58 of the Half Gen Podcast. Ross joins me. He's back again because E3, grad school can't stop Ross from E3. Oh, man. There are, there are a lot of things that grad school will stop, but E3, not one of them. And what in E3 it was, Chris? Maybe the best one. Oh, my goodness. It was real good yeah so we're gonna get into e3 first we'll get into some of what we've been playing and then yeah we'll dive into some of our games of the show and what we're excited about coming at the end of this year and into the year of 2019 yes the game apocalypse uh, i'm gonna <laughs> coin that phrase the game apocalypse okay quote me yep got it ross yeah the hell have you been playing so in my effort to you know, I have a, few, a couple weeks left. Reacclimate to life? Yeah. Outside of grad school? <laughs> I have a couple weeks left of grad school, and, you know, I picked a time where I just needed to put my head down and really just finish things off to procrastinate, of course. Um, <laughs> so I've been playing a fair amount of things. E3 really inspired me to kind of get back into games. So I have a list of things I've been playing. Okay. Um, Hit me with it. Most recently, Destiny 2, which we just finished playing. Yes. Um, so yeah, I'm playing on PC with Chris and the boys. Um, yeah, if there's anything about that game that has never changed is that it has always played incredibly well. And it feels good to go back, um, for sure. I will be, I think I'm at light level 270 something. 273. Right, 273. That's what you told me. And I think I'm level 24 or something. So grinding my way to 300 to begin with and then beyond to try and get raid ready so i can well, 300 is raid ready that's the minimum i just so I, once you hit 300 we can raid it's not i feel like i wouldn't feel ready at 300 i feel like i feel I mean, like a that's baby. up to you you're gonna get a lot of stuff in that raid though yeah, that's true that's true like i'm just saying that's gonna move you quick yeah but yeah, we, we go we go at your pace. Yeah, so um, yeah, it was fun to get back into that. It was fun to kind of talk with people again. Um, but some other things I've been playing. Um, last weekend, had a bunch of people over, played some more Overcooked, um, and watched people play Overcooked. And man, there's a sequel coming to that game in September, and I'm excited. Because if there's one thing I wanted to do in the first game, it was throw ingredients which you can now do in the second game. <laughs> I thought the coolest thing they announced for that was you could bring the plate to the food. And I was like, that should have been in the game from the start. <laughs> but I'm glad they're fixing it. Yeah, so um, Overcooked is still... Like, if you have people over, especially people who don't play games a lot, it, that game is simple enough to where it's two buttons and a joystick to where it gets people involved and gets people emotional um it's fantastic it's such a good game um i want that to be the next like when zane and oh, yeah. tj get back oh, i'm gonna make that the next bro night game i Dude. want it to be overcooked i'm just gonna yell where's the lamb sauce <laughs> every time where's the lamb sauce it's... and just like zane's just gonna be like freaking out and tj's just gonna be throwing food and tony's gonna be like i thought you were doing the dishes <laughs> Just wait. You just make sure it's during the day, or else you'll get a, a noise complaint from your neighbors of everyone screaming. Yeah, it'll be worth it. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. So yeah, played some Overcooked. Um, at E3, uh, they showed a little bit more of Octopath Traveler. 
um, coming out soon for the Switch, um, and they released a new demo um, where prologue demo you get to play for three hours, and everything you do will carry over into the main game, which is cool. So I've I would hope so for three hours, like that's a time commitment to get washed away, you know? Yeah, yeah. So um, so yeah, I started that. I haven't put much time into it. I've only I started down one of the eight paths and. Um, it seems fun so far. Um, it's not blowing me away by any means, but um, it's it's beautiful. Kind of the the 2D sprites with the 3D background um, kind of thing is, is pretty neat. Um, also, I've been playing a little Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Um, the prequel to Ritual of the Night? Uh, yes. Um, yes. And... I haven't uh, started that yet. Uh, I want to. And I've been having a lot of fun. Um, there's two difficulties. There's, I think, casual and normal. Normal is like traditional difficulty. Casual, you have unlimited respawns and stuff. And I've never been super into those games, that genre particularly. So just playing through on casual, just going through. playing Multiple characters you can switch between with different abilities. It's it's fun. Um, I'm not sure how many levels there are. I, I'm on level six. I can't imagine it's a huge, huge game yeah. because they're making a game. Yeah, it unless there's another screen of levels, I'm guessing there might be ten levels in total, which is kind of a sweet spot for sure. Um, unless they flip them upside down. It's true. It's true. But um, but yeah, kind of the just gameplay variety with the four different characters. They play so wildly differently, and you can switch between them on the fly. It's a lot of fun. Um, one that you might think is bad right off the bat because he has no reach it's pretty good i'll say that um, okay also at e3 bethesda announced that fallout shelter was coming to the switch and ps4 and i got it on switch and it's a perfect switch game and i've been playing it um i haven't been playing it as religiously as i thought i might i think i have like 25 vault dwellers um you know just it's a process slowly building um, only had one attack on the vault so far by raiders, which was... I, I had one, and for the first time ever, a raider got away. And I was like, I didn't even know that could happen. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought they just stayed until they died. <laughs> no, they'll go to every room and then they'll leave. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, so one got away, and I hope he tells his friends, like, this vault is poorly guarded. Because <laughs> my dude with the gun is coming back. I got Jason Voorhees, and, like, he's going to be back next time. <laughs> He's in for a rude awakening. Bring your friends back, bud. <laughs> You're welcome in my vault. <laughs> so, yeah, Fallout Shelter is fun. Um, it's always fun. Um, I'll be talking about another Bethesda mobile game later. Um, that's not out yet, but... Whoa, seems neat. Um, <laughs> but and then the last thing I've been playing, much to everyone who I know chagrin, Fortnite came out on Switch. Um, Fortnite is very popular on switch two million downloads in one day um it's Fortnite. it's Fortnite. i know um so yeah i downloaded it and thought you know what i've played PUBG. i should at least try the other one um and i really like it i really like it chris i know i know I don't even do much of the building, to be honest. Like, the only time I ever build stuff is... The building is how you win. I don't, I, mean, I don't know. I finished, like, third without building anything. You don't need... But you didn't win. Unless you're, like, 
trying to go MLG or you're constantly watching Fortnite or PUBG streams where people are really good, just playing the game. I watch a shocking amount of Fortnite streams. Yeah. Because the streamers I watch play Fortnite. And Fortnite is very entertaining to watch compared to PUBG. Mm. PUBG is a snooze fest to watch. But Fortnite very fun to watch because there's a lot of stuff going on and it's a fun aesthetic and it's nice to look at. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, I like everything, literally everything about Fortnite except the idea of playing it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Fortnite is going to be something that I continue to play um, just because matches are fast and to even ease yourself in, there's like a 50 versus 50 mode which I did off the bat just to kind of get used to the controls and mechanics and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I've put a lot of time into that so far, and I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. So, um, so yeah, that's what I've been playing. So Ross is going to become the next great Fortnite streamer? Yeah, yeah, right. He's going to be the next ninja? Yep, yep. I'm already at zero subscribe, zero followers. Check out, check out Falcon's Edge on Twitch. Yep, it's the Falcon 360. Is it? It no. is. Is it? It is. On Twitch? On Twitch. It is. It is. Yes, it is. Um, huh. So, so yeah. That's what I've been playing. How about you, Chris? All right. So, you've already guessed. If, you know, it, list them. For anyone who's listening to the podcast, you can probably guess. All right. List list them. It's It's bingo, Ross. What have I been playing? You've been playing some Destiny 2. Yeah. been playing some PUBG. Yeah, a little bit. been playing a little Bloodstained. Or not no, Bloodstained, Bloodborne, no. I meant. Yes. Any, any Dark Souls? Yes. Huh. You you did say you had one surprise for me. I did. Bayonetta on Switch, baby. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. I did see that you had played that. I it was looking I through my friends list. I was playing that. Is, uh, it, is it still good? It's real good. <laughs> Love me some Bayonetta. Like, I was finally like, you know what? I should probably play this. Yeah. You uh, love those and, games. And like, I brought it to work and I was just sitting there. Like I had a light lunch and I was like, I gotta play Bayonetta. And it was real good. I was using for a while. I was using the Samus costume mm-hmm. and it's really cool. Cause you can hold down on the D pad. It makes the visor go up and down. Oh, so cool. like in cutscenes, you can still do it. So like if she was in a cutscene just talking, I would have it up. But then like, if she went to fight, I would drop the visor like cinematic, like visor drop, like Iron Man, you know, he's about to go into battle and tunk, you know, just that. And oh. so like she would do her thing and then I would raise it back up when she was done and she'd just start talking again. <laughs> I, th- I thought I thought you were like, I thought you were going to say, oh yeah, in cutscenes, I'm just constantly raising the visor up and down, completely breaking the mood no, of cutscenes. No, no, no. <laughs> I, am, I am making it make cinematic sense. Gotcha. So I, I switched off of it though because like Bayonetta's got a good look. Yeah. And yeah. like the armor is almost distracting in a way yeah i can see that like it takes you out of it yeah and it's like like it's a cool novelty but not something i would want to keep on the entire game i think you know what i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna be honest bandana's got a good look going for her in her default skin and why take away from that yeah how how uh how do you like playing it on on switch perfectly fine nice the screen's a little like the handheld mode screen can be a little weird. So like playing it in handheld mode can be a little weird just because okay. like the joy cons uh, holding it in like with the action, like the heavy, like you have to use a lot of like the trigger and like, mm. it's, it's, it's a lot of like combos and stuff and it's fine. It's playable, but it's definitely like when I put it 
in the dock and used the pro controller, I had a much better time. Fair enough. Like that is that is definitely like a that is a traditional controller kind of game. Like totally playable. I'm not saying it's not, and I would play it again like that because I'm not going to bring my pro controller with me. It's just stupid. It's a waste of time. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you know, sometimes you're like slamming the button, and so the screen's moving, and it's like it's come on, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, for it, sure. It's the problems with playing a very hardcore game on a handheld device. And that's a flaw, whether it's the Vita or the 3DS or whatever. Mm. PSP. Well, I'm glad you glad you got into it, man. I've been waiting for it. I've just been yeah. waiting to hear the, waiting to see the day. Yeah, I mean, I bought it. I might as well play it. Um, we can both say that about a lot of games. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've been mostly good. Um, I did buy that. Um, uh, I think I talked about it on the last podcast, uh, that, that racing game, Onrush. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I haven't played it since then. Okay. So I'm a little concerned I don't like it, but I'm going to try and force myself to go back tomorrow and just be mm-hmm. like, maybe, maybe it's not that bad. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, I've heard good things about it from a couple yeah. people. That, that I, mean, I, li- I, I, I like it in the basis sense, but I don't know if like... I bought it because I was like, this sounds really cool, and then I played it, and I was like, this isn't as cool as I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. That was my biggest issue. It's like, it's, I knew what I was getting into. This doesn't quite seem like the game I was pitched mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, anything else you've been playing? Clicker Heroes. I got back into that. I checked on them for the first time in like a month, and now I'm playing that again because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you want to dive into E3? Yeah, E3. Well, there's a lot to dive into. This is it's all the deep end with E3. Yeah. Oh. So what, all right. What? So like, are we gonna just gonna go down? Like, are we gonna pick a best? Are we gonna pick our favorite game from E3 each? Maybe, maybe top okay. three. Or all do right. you want? Or, or if you want to just do one, we can just do one. We could do our top three in order, but we could talk about all of them. Okay. okay. All right. So what's your number three? Oh, we're not going to go over the whole... Li- okay. Um, we'll go over the whole list after the top three. Okay. Um, hmm. Right? It's tough. Super tough. I'm torn between a few. You go. Well, that's why I told you to go first. <laughs> <laughs> um, why don't we talk through our lists first? It's fine. Buy us way. time. Okay. Way. Oh, God, my mic. Um, All right, hold on. Um, hmm. This is hard because there's a lot of really cool games. My number three. Oh, God, my screen went to sleep. My number three game of E3 2018 is Cyberpunk 2077. That's that's not in my top three, but that's on my list. Yeah, that game... We just got a trailer for it, um, but from hearing everyone who had a behind closed doors, like they got to watch like a forty-five minute demo that the developers played in front of them. I've only heard incredible things. I have to imagine that's got to be pretty accurate to what they're eventually going to put out. Oh yeah, a CD Projekt Red. You know, it's like th- that's what they do. Yeah, yeah, and and like I'm at some point. Before the end of the year, I want to go back and actually play some Witcher 3. Um, but the idea of 
a game as as sprawling and as high quality as The Witcher with the aesthetic of cyberpunk um, really kind of draws me in. And that game, the fact that it's first person shocked me. Um, I've been mostly hearing it's like a a cross between like Deus Ex and... And The Witcher. And The Witcher, yeah, which sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Um. So it would have. It probably would have been higher on the list if, um, either we would have been able to see like live gameplay footage, or if there would have just been more of it. But I am super psyched for that game. Um. Whenever it does come out. So, that is my number three game of E3 2018. Christian, what is yours? I'm really torn because I don't want to put a teaser. Can I have an honorable mention? Just I one. mean, I mean, wasn't Cyberpunk a teaser, or do you count? I mean, this is a this is Cyberpunk was like, hey, we have a game and we're gonna show it to you in it, teaser form. It, it, is yours like a Metroid Prime Four type thing, where it's, it's like more a logo? Than that. Okay, you know exactly what it is. Go ahead. There was something special about Halo Infinity that infinite. Like, or Halo Infinite. Yeah, I wrote Infinity by accident. Yeah. Um, it, Halo Infinite. Because, like, it, it, there was just something. And, like, it was not... Because, like, I called it, like, really early. And it was, like... I wasn't sure, but I was, like, oh, it's Halo. Kind of as a joke. Because it looked... It was weird, but, like, I could tell, like, just looking at it. I was, like, this looks like the style of Halo's graphics. So it's probably Halo. And then I was, like, I don't know. They're really trying to hide it if it's Halo. And then just that pan back and man, that, that pan back to that master chief helmet. And it's like, Oh my God, that's the, that's the original trilogy armor and the piano. And it's like, this is the hit music from the halo three trailer. And it was like, Oh my God, they're doing it. They're going back. They're going to unfuck halo. <laughs> and another thing that I didn't think of oh until I was just reading some stuff about it at the end of the trailer, Master Chief puts an AI into his helmet. Yep. And it's after it's confirmed after Halo 5. The only AI that's left is Roland. That's not corrupted by Cortana. Do you think R- Roland is going to be Chief's running mate for or, Infinite? Or Cortana fragments. Or Cortana, Cortana fragments. could fragment. And the part of her who still believes in the Chief breaks off, comes back, and is like, we have to stop me. I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. And then you know, you know what they're gonna do, right? Keep your head down. There's two of us up here. Remember, yeah. There's two of us in here. You know, it's, yeah. uh, there's just something I can't. I can't. Like it's my desktop background now. It's the, <laughs> the helmet shot, <laughs> dude. Like, oh my god! Not since Final Fantasy VII got announced did a game just like break me. That yeah. was like it was that that Final Fantasy VII teaser. It, that was Halo Infinite for me. And, like, I don't know why and I don't know how, but that just, like, it, it hit me, man. Right mm-hmm. in the soul. And, like, I just want... Really? Just talking about it, man. Oh, yeah. I just want really fucking good Halo again. Yeah. Oh, man. my God. I just... I can't... I can't stop thinking about it. I'm like, I just want to know. There was a rumor floating around that Halo infinite because it's the brand new engine yeah there's a rumor that in 2019 they might release the campaign by itself 
and then add multiplayer later after they see how the engine holds up in the single player campaign. I'd like that. And I'm just like, please. To to release the campaign standalone, though, you have to have a lot of confidence that your campaign's actually good. Dude, they're t- right now, they're taking all the right steps. And that engine is gorgeous. The slip space. Like, engine. I understand that, that that was a tech demo designed to be gorgeous, but that looks good, again, in, like, in a way that, like, when they did Halo 4 on 360, you know? It mm. looked like that when it was like, this is, I don't know, this is wizard shit. <laughs> it's like, how yeah, did you yeah. do this? It's like, this is clearly on an Xbox One X, but, like, that's real cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I have to believe, like, based on what they're doing, the fact that they they took the time with Halo 4 to change everything and the fact that they're now going back, that has to mean something, right? There has to be something going on with that team. And it's like, hey, you know what? Let's just take the fan feedback to heart. And let's make a fucking Halo game for the fans. Like, I could totally see Phil Spencer in a meeting. Like, let's make a Halo game for the fans. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's just, let's take a step back. You know, Halo 5 did well for us. But, what it, but the fans didn't click. Let's make the Halo game the fans want. Let's give them the Halo they've been asking for. I could totally see Phil Spencer being that guy. And, like, the team just rallying around that and being like, let's do it for the fans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And and just as a side note, in case for those who haven't watched it, I highly suggest. It's my favorite interview each year of E3 is Giant Bombs one-on-one with Jeff Gersman and Phil Spencer. It's always my favorite. It's just two guys who have been in the industry forever on their respective sides of the fence just sitting down and talking shop. And it's just so good. Phil Spencer is such a cool guy. I really like and respect Phil Spencer. Yeah. I think he's doing a lot of good, not just for Xbox, but for video games. Mm-hmm. We need more people like Phil Spencer. Like, Sony needs a Phil Spencer, because Sean Layden is not it. Yeah. Sean, Sean has his own problems, but I feel like he's taking Sony in a weird direction, where they're still going to make really good games, but, like, arrogantly... like begrudgingly like yeah we've got these killer single player games because i guess (laughs) it's like going back into the beginning of the ps3 generation where they just dominated ps2 and they're like we can do no wrong careful they they can't dude mark my words they're going to do one of two things in the next 30 days they're going to talk about introducing cross-playing or they're going to come out firmly firmly against it and you're going to see PlayStation sales drop. Mm. Because they're they're going to start losing sales. It's going to happen. Well. Uh, but yeah, okay. So that was my honorable mention because I couldn't I couldn't not talk about it. I just Okay. That could have been number one. That could have been number one. Honestly. What, I just, what what's your number three, Chris? Man, uh Fallout seventy six. Hmm. Yes. I am very excited. To play that game. Yes. There's... I was joking. I, I said it during E3. I was like, this is this is Bethesda's destiny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is their games as a service, crazy shared world shooter. Um, but uh, Fallout 76, the idea of playing with my friends in that universe. I liked Fallout 4. 
Mm -hmm. I played a lot of it. I didn't finish it, but I played a whole lot of it. Um, I could really see myself putting a lot of time into Fallout 76. Just because, like, you know, it's so much easier when it's like, you know, I could go on with my buddies and we can just go goof around together. So we can see that crazy Fallout stuff, but we could see it together. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's a game built for that. This is the game we've been asking for from Bethesda for decades. Yeah. It feels like, you know, maybe not even a whole decade. But, um... I think since like oblivion you you have to think like that's like the turning point where it's like I would love to play this with my friends. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I we think got, so. We got Elder Scrolls online instead, but now they're making good on it. Yeah. And I do want to get back into that or get get into it for just at all actually. Um Elder Scrolls online. I might uh, I might actually install that later. Uh yeah, I think I'm going to install it on my laptop. Yeah. Um so that was your number three. That was like my number it. three. I like it a lot. This is hard. This, this is very, hard. this is extremely hard because I'm looking at this list and if this was game of the year, I would die. <laughs> yeah. I, this is game of the year 2019, Ross. We're picking next year's game of the year. <laughs> let me just say that I'm happy we'll get to talk about the rest of these after we're done with our top three. Yeah. <laughs> um, my number two game is a game that... It was it was actually between two games. One was Crackdown Three, um, which had a phenomenal showing um, at E3 this year. Back from the Dead. It got delayed right before the show, um, which was a little bit of a bummer. But I'm always all for take the time you need to make the game the best it can be. And it looks but, like they're doing that finally. Yeah, it finally looks good. Um, that trailer. That great. Yeah, that trailer that we got is everything I want out of a Crackdown game. Just just complete bombastic, over-the-top, explosions, agility orbs, like literally everything I want. So I cannot wait for Crackdown 3, but that is an honorable mention for me. My number two game is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I don't blame you for that. <laughs> um, yeah, so everyone was waiting to see what the deal with the new Smash would be. And the deal is um, Masahiro Sakurai, creator of Smash Brothers and Kirby, um, decided, hey, every single character that's ever existed in a Smash game, including all DLC characters, are going to be in this game. Um, a lot of people were bummed out, uh, thinking that, um, thinking, oh, there's nothing new in the game, it's just like a port. Um Nintendo came out and said, because apparently they had to let people know, this is built for the ground up for Switch. Um, it has 60 plus characters. They're bringing back a ton of stages, including stages that were just in the 3DS version, or just in Melee, or what have you. But the game looks fantastic. Um, they The new characters of Inkling and Ridley... Finally, everyone can shut up about Ridley. Yeah, My God. It was the best. It was the best that they did it. it. It was the best in how they presented it of Ridley brutally murdering Mario and Mega Man. No Solaire yet. No Solaire yet. Yet. But in the Nintendo Treehouse afterward, they had the glass case with the new amiibo for Inkling and Ridley. And there seemed to be two more pedestals. And they said that they're not done with announcements. So I'm thinking there's going to be a couple more character announcements. But I've always been a huge Smash fan. 
um, back to the original on N64. Um, it's It sounds cliche, I... but actually, no, not anymore. After Smash 4 on Wii U, um, up until that point, Melee was my favorite. I liked Brawl a lot, but Smash 4 for Wii U just blew me out of the water with how good it was, and this looks to kind of take it to the next level. I haven't really clicked with a Smash like I did back in the Melee days, and it was yeah. like, I liked Smash 4 on the Wii U, but I, I that was the point where I started getting worried. I was like, maybe I don't really like these games. But, mm-hmm. like, this game, this looks like the, the game to unseat Melee. It's got... The biggest selection of characters, like I, I already told Zane when he gets back, I was like, we're gonna, we're gonna duke it out, and he's like, oh, I haven't liked them since the GameCube. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to smash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only, the most shocking part about the announcement for me was the release date um, of December seventh. Everyone was thinking it was going to be a September October release, um, but yeah, their their big uh, selling point for the online service is going to be overcooked too. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, Smash looks great. I can't wait um, to reunite the Bash Brothers of DDD and Ike. It might be Roy now. I'm not gonna lie to you. He's less. Of, he's less of a Bash guy, but Roy's my I'll, boy. I'll accept Have it. you ever done the whole B? <laughs> he's yeah. stronger than Marth. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. I could still use Ike. I. I was good. Back when I played Melee, I was good with Roy. I, want, I am getting, I swear, I, I swear to God, I'm getting good with Samus again with this Smash. I yeah. am I am devoting myself to it because Samus was my jam back in Melee. Mm-hmm. I am going to be a Samus player again, especially now that you can fall and charge B. Yeah. Oh, also um, a note for any Smash fans out there. That any data on any previous amiibo you used in Smash, any save data, will carry over into the new one. So Samus doesn't have to retrain. She's Samus and Kerbs McGurs. Oh yes. my god, we have to fight Kerbs McGurs. Yes. Right out of we the will. gate. We will. Um, beat his ass. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Beat our ass. <laughs> um, this is pretty much everything I would ever want out of a Smash game. Um, it's just. I think it's all you can ask for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people are complaining about the. There's only two new characters. It's like, well, you're getting literally every character you ever complained about not being in the pre the previous version. You're getting everyone. All right, all right, all right. So hold on, hold on. So you said they have how many characters? Like sixty four, sixty five. Okay, I think. and you think seventy is a good round number, but you think they're going to add at least two. At least two. Yeah, I think two or, so. Two or three characters. Who's missing from this game? Solaire is one of them. So maybe like one or two more characters. Let's assume uh, Solaire gets in because I think that's a no-brainer at this point. I could see Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight would be a good one, I think. Yeah. The um, next most fan-requested character after Ridley was Goku. And Goku's in a lot of video games right now and Dragon Ball yeah. Fighters just came to Switch. What are and the chances yeah. of a Goku in Smash? And his finisher is the Spirit Bomb. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, that amiibo. Could you imagine a Goku amiibo? It's just super. It's either him charging Super Saiyan or it's a Kamehameha. I just want it to be super dumb and just have a massive ball where it's him with a spirit bomb for no reason. And just right. it'll cost like ten bucks extra, but you know, kind of be worth it. Um, but yeah, Smash is my number two game. Um, super psyched for it. I'm trying to think of another character that could sneak in there. Um, is there anything else from? 
It's not relevant like now. I, I'd like to see Beautiful Joe, but he's not oh, relevant. Well, there's a ru- weren't there rumors that they were going to make a new one of those? There were rumors. I, I don't think anything has come from it, though, unfortunately. Because oh. isn't it wasn't it Capcom? Yes. Yeah. That was yeah. Platinum, I think. It might have been. Might have been it before looks... they were Platinum, but yeah. But yeah, I, like Beautiful Joe would fit perfectly. Um, who else? Who else would work there? Um, I can't. I. There's so hmm. many characters in there already. <laughs> I know that's the hard part now. Yeah. It's like, who else do you use? Yeah. I mean, Solaire like... has to be there though. That's that's like, if Solaire does not make it into that game from Dark Souls, like they're they're doing something wrong. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, they're making an amiibo. He should be able to make his way in there. That's what I'm thinking. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know, man. Maybe the dude from SteamWorld Dig. Those are popular. Um, What's a really popular Switch? Um, uh, like portable game. Oh my oh, god! Oh, dude, it's an, an an arms character. Duh. Oh. That would be obvious. You would think that would already be in there. Yeah. Yeah. So like maybe the Punch Girl, like the Cover Girl. Yeah, something Easy, like breezy, that. Easy, beautiful cover girl? Yeah. Uh, what if it was a character from Overcooked? Dude. You just, like, Ke- throw Ke- food. Dude, no. Kevin the dog. Kevin the dog. Kevin the dog? Kevin the dog's in I'm... Overcooked. Oh. Kevin the dog is great. Or it could be Amputee Raccoon. Uh, For those who don't know, you unlock characters in that game, and one that I unlocked was a raccoon oh, in a right. wheelchair with no legs. So wait, Xenoblade Chronicles two. Ooh, yeah. Because they have Shulk. You can take the main character or that sword. His sword. Yeah, Pyra. Pyra yeah. would be good. Or you would and have both, technically, I guess. Yeah, Rex is like kind of not great, but yeah, uh, but like I would have to imagine you would pull from that. Yeah, like Pyra and Mithra. That's like a Zelda Sheik situation. You could totally pull what, off. What if they're like, "Yo, this this Damon X Machina game looks really popular Yo. already. Let's just put a mech in there." Yo. <laughs> Just put a Gundam in there, man. Oh, don't play <laughs> let's, with my emotions. Let's, let's get let's get to your number two. <laughs> um, dude, Banjo and Kazooie. Phil Spencer wants it. He won't admit it, but he wants it. He put wants Phil it Spencer bad. in there. Oh, except it would be Xbox Avatar Phil Spencer. <laughs> anyway, go to your number two because we'll have a lot Ooh, of games to talk about after this list. Traveler character could make it too. How about Chrono from Chrono Trigger? Let's just call it a day. All right. Um, um my number two. Hmm. I was hoping you would have been thinking about this while I was talking about Smash, but you may have been distracted I, I, I'm by torn, Smash. I'm torn between a couple games. I'm torn okay. between a couple games, okay? Mm-hmm. Talk it out. I'm gonna... Mm. Mm. I kind of want to say the Damon X Machina, but like, I'm like, you know what? I want to reserve. I want to reserve myself and my judgments. I want to play okay. that game because it looks yeah. really good, but yeah. I'm... I'm yeah, Time I'm, Shift looked really good, too. I'm gonna say... I, I almost want to say Metro Exodus, but I heard that's in a rough shape gameplay-wise, and, like, yeah. it's yeah, in I a rough place that. right now, and it's, like, I, it's on my list, but I'm gonna say Sekiro. Shadows Die Twice. Ooh, I like it. I, I like heard it. a lot of things about that game this week. It is no multiplayer component. It is all single-player only. Mm, but it's much more vertical... It's got, like, the grappling hook and stuff, and, like, it's got, apparently, very punishing bosses, and I'm just like, I don't care. It's, you can call it whatever you want, but it's the Dark Souls game I want next. It's, like, it, it, it's that style. What if it turns out being, like, another Neo for you? 
I don't want to talk about that. Uh, I'm going to assume that's not what's going to happen. Neil had challenging bosses, punishing bosses, right? Wrong, wrong type of punishing. <laughs> punishing is when like it's your fault. Neo is uh, more like grounded. <laughs> you're you're not punished. You're grounded for two weeks. Oh, that that grappling hook looks sick, though. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff you're gonna be able to do with that. And like, I can't, I can't shake wanting to play that game. I trust FromSoft. I trust them to make just a, a great, great, great game. And it's Miyazaki, like it's it's the man himself who made all the games that are good. The Dark Souls series. Um, yeah, yeah. I wish it would have been Freedom Wars, but you know, you take what you can. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. That Damon X Machina kind of reminds me of Freedom Wars a little bit in a weird way. Like the, hmm. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like that, just like the color tint or whatever. But like I got yeah, kind maybe. of a Freedom Wars vibe from it. That's yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, man. Yeah. I think I know. I think I know what my number one is, mm-hmm. but I just want to throw it out there that Devil May Cry Five almost made this, and I've never made. I've never played a Devil oh, May wow. Cry game in my life. Yeah, that shock. That would shock me if it would have made the top three. It was very close. Yeah, Dante's back. The game just looked like it had it. That was like Bayonetta without Bayonetta. It had the style. It had like. Yeah, that's it. Had that's the Bayonetta's action, dad. Like, yeah, in a way. Yeah, in a way. Guns and swords. Do you have your number one? I do have my number one. And right. it's going to be anticlimactic because we've talked about it already. I wonder if we have the same number one. Wait, we do we not. talked about it in this podcast? Yes. Okay, yes. go ahead. Um, Fallout 76 is my number one. Okay. Um, Because I can't think of anything I would want to do more than explore the wasteland with friends set up camps just explore that world um that's something that excites me to no end um i've recently started playing fallout 4 i got xbox game pass and having a lot of fun with it that's another game i've been playing that i forgot to mention but um just running out running around with friends in the wasteland especially in this setting of having it be much closer to when the actual nukes were dropped. Um, just everything kind of is adding up to really excite me. Um, so yeah, that is my number one game of E3 2018. All right. Mine, mine is actually anticlimactic. Um, but it, it just, it won me over in a big way Yeah, that I just didn't think it would, but as I said in an earlier podcast, I shouldn't always be surprised. I always am, but I shouldn't be. The Last of Us Part Two. It looked real good, man. Like Can't that blame me game that. looks like. That's like in a world where like God of War is like the game of the year right now. That looks like the next one of that, mm-hmm. and it's like yep. that game looks unreasonably good <laughs> yeah. and brutal, man. I can't. I want that game to do what the first one did and just rip out my heart multiple (laughs) times. Just like, oh my God. Just like, that first game was heart-wrenching. In the first five minutes, just heart-wrenching. Oh, I still think of that little girl, his daughter. Yep. Oh my God. It was painful to think about. Cause she was so good. That's the problem is that she sold it. And 
that girl, sh- no human, living human should sound that good at dying. Without dying. Like, mm. Yeah, quick side note. Um, on that on that exact note, uh, Christopher Lee, a.k.a. Saruman from Lord of the Rings, um, in a behind-the-scenes interview, uh, he... Peter Jackson was like, okay, and now you're going to get stabbed, and I just want you to sound like this. And Christopher Lee was like, I was in a war where I know exactly what it sounds like for the breath to leave a man's body after he's stabbed. Hmm. And that story made me think of it. Poor guy. No, I don't blame you. I mean, yeah. No, because I think he was stabbing. Yeah. Rest in peace, Christopher Lee. War makes you do things, man. Yeah. Yeah, but, but um, yeah, Last of Us Part Two, man. That so game, good. if that game plays as good as it looked in that trailer, and like it had the one thing the Last of Us didn't have, it had joy. Mm-hmm. It had those scenes, and I want them to keep doing that. I want them to sprinkle in those moments of like, oh, you know, the really like heartfelt, like emotional connections. But not through like tragedy, but like, hey, you know what? We're we're genuinely we are finally living our lives. And there's tragedy all around us, but right here in this dance hall, we're all just happy as can be. You know? Like mm-hmm. it's it's almost like there's nothing wrong in the world. I want them to put that stuff in this game, because I feel like that's just gonna make the contrast all the more apparent. And it's just gonna like when when the devastation comes, it's just gonna be that more that you know that much more powerful when it hits. Um, yeah. Man, like that game. I didn't think I needed a Last of Us Part Two, but now I'm convinced I need it more than anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I need that game in my life. Yeah. So those are our, each of our top three games of E3. We're going to go down the list and uh, kind of mention some other ones that... I'll, I'll have you go, and I'll, I'll, um, I'll just chime in if I have it on my list, too. Okay, cool. Um, so one, another one that was on my list was Gears 5. I almost put that on my list. I um, left it off. So the original Gears trilogy... Um, I really did enjoy, um, with 3 just being phenomenal. It's such a good game. Um, didn't play Judgment. Played some of 4. Um, couldn't really get pulled into it uh, as much as I wanted to. Now with Game Pass, uh, Chris and I are going to restart it on PC and play through it. Um, because Gears 5 looks really good. Did that ever finishes it? Dude, did you install that yet? Gears 4? Yeah. I think so. Did you see how big it is? No, I didn't. It's like 150 gigs. Wow. Well, we're going to play it and then delete it off the hard drive. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it looks like um, kind of the best parts of the original Gears trilogy were the emotional moments that broke up the bro stuff. Like Dom and his wife... Or kind of, even a little bit, not as much, but like Marcus trying to find his father. Like, kind of those more human elements. And in just the brief time we've seen Gears 5 so far, I don't know much about Kate. I know that she's in Gears 4, uh, along with JD. Um, 
but just that trailer of and just watching her character i'm i'm in i'm totally enthralled with what's going on with her and what she's going through um so yeah gears 5 definitely was a close outlier on my top three list for sure yeah i mean i don't blame you for that yeah how about you what's the game on your list so kind of just going down um i already touched on i'm gonna touch on a couple games that i already mentioned um i had crackdown 3 on my list uh i talked about devil may cry 5 I had mm-hmm. Cyberpunk. I'm just kind of checking some stuff off. I talked briefly yeah, yeah. about Metro Exodus and Halo. Um, I think, did we do we want to touch more on Damon X Machina? Uh, we can. Yeah, okay. there's not too much more to touch on, but uh, man, that, that looks sick. It, it's made by a bunch of people who made like Armored Core and stuff like that, and it looked like it. But that game looked like it had like the speed and some of the fluidity that like I missed in an Armored Core game that like I always wish it had. Um Oh, and I'm also going to check off Smash Ultimate because we talked a lot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like that game, that was arguably the biggest game in that Nintendo Switch, um, uh, in, in that Nintendo Direct. That was That's arguably, Smash, yeah. I would say even with Smash, like that game, that stood out kind of above everything. Yeah. In a, yeah. In a weird way. It, it, it won't win in 2019 for giant bomb's best style award but it definitely should it looked damn good it looked all the art style just the the color palette uh everything about it man 2019 yeah um definitely on my list as well um so for my next one it's a it's gonna surprise you chris okay um and it was not on my list as of uh last night but I did watch a Nintendo Treehouse kind of live demo of it. Um, 30-minute gameplay demo from E3. Starlink Battle for Atlas. Wow. That game actually looks really good. <laughs> I, 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 That's what I hear. Everything I hear is that that game looks and plays shockingly good. Yeah. Like, for those who don't know, it's another kind of toys-to-life thing. Um, the ships, uh, you have little plastic model ships that plug into the controller and you can like, you can customize them. So you'll have, you can decide what pilot you want, what ship you want, and then you can detach and attach wings and different weapons and it updates immediately live in game. Um, also for switch, there's the exclusive Star Fox, um, with the R wing that looks really cool. Also, like you can play like there's actual story connections as to like how Star Fox is there and why he's helping Atlas and that's not just a cameo it's actually like integrated into the game which I did not expect which arguably makes the Switch the best place to play that because Absolutely. like that's only on the Switch yeah yeah and just like just watching the live demo of him playing and like plugging wings into wings and plugging on and you can like you can accidentally put like hook weapons up to your ship backwards if you want. So you better know which way those weapons are pointing. Can unless... you just fire backwards? Cause yeah, that you can just fire backwards. Super helpful. Yeah, it's super useful. So you could totally put your weapons on backwards um, and just fire back. Um, but that game, it looks like it is a. F- 
in the trailer you didn't at least i got some no man's sky vibes from it from the kind of just style of it um and that holds true in the gameplay demo that i saw where you can fly from the surface of planets into space seamlessly there are, there's wildlife on planets for you to scan and identify um and yeah dude it just absolutely floored me with how complete that game seems because like toys to life games like skylanders disney infinity like those are fun games but they're very kind of simple and kind of surface level it was more about collecting the figures and the novelty of all of these characters and being together but this just seems like a legitimately good game and i'm shocked and irritated <laughs> Because I want to buy it now, and the Star Fox pack is 75 bucks, and I'm going to get it because I want to play it. But, yeah, genuine shock to me. Like, one thing Nintendo does very, very well, those Nintendo Treehouse segments, after the fact, are so good at actually just showing off the Did game. Did you hear that a lot of people were actually really disappointed with what Nintendo had to show at E3? Oh, yeah. Everyone was mad. Like, Every- I don't get that. Yeah. Well, it's like everyone wanted Prime 4, everyone wanted, I don't know everyone, but apparently a lot of people wanted the new Yoshi game, um, people wanted Animal Crossing, and it's like, if, you, if you're if you not a Smash fan, the Direct wasn't, wasn't great for you, like, sure, but like, at the same time, the what they're doing is still great, man. Yeah, like, they are building what will be a very popular console. And we'll have a ton of great games on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and already does have a ton of great games. But it's about to have a ton more. Yeah. Like, they showed um, the future of the Switch, and the Switch's future still looks damn good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, Starlink Battle for Atlas. It's coming out October 16th, man. I'm super, super pumped for it. Like, no lie, that if we did, like, a top five, that might have been my number five. Like, I thought about doing a top five, but I think three. We got to narrow yeah. it. Yeah. Um, how about you? Another game. Dying Light 2, man. Yeah. Dying Light 2. I've been, I was waiting for the day the sequel got announced. And there was the moment during the thing where we're watching. And it's like, oh, it's another zombie game. And then I saw the UV light. And I was just like, Dying Light 2! It's Dying Light 2! <laughs> oh, my God! And then Ross was like... Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, sure as shit, it's Dying Light 2. And that game, we, I convinced Ross to buy that game. I don't know how because he hates zombies. I think it was for, like, the Mirror's Edge style gameplay. Yeah, the parkour. The parkour Parkour and everything. And, like, it was also at a time, it was early 2015. There hadn't been a lot of really good games coming out lately. And there weren't a lot on the horizon. It was after... That was after the winter of Destiny 1. Yeah. So it was like, hey, you know what? There's nothing else coming out for a while. Why not play this new game? And yeah. so we played Dying Light, and we had a great time. I put a bunch of time into that game. I'm actually going to play through it with somebody else uh, nice. before it comes out. I have to... No, I do have it installed. Yeah. Um. I went through after, I played all the DLC, I played the following, like, that game, top to bottom, is excellent. It Like, the, the flow of the gameplay was so good, and it looks like they're keeping all of that, but they're adding to the world and how you impact it. So, Which, oh, it's so cool. It's gonna be so cool. 
Uh, we talked about it a little bit on one of the other podcasts. Uh, but I am so excited. Like, I didn't see Dying Light coming, and that was half of why it was so good, was because I just didn't expect it. Like, even down to the thing, I had my little routine. I still do it, Ross. When you get into the, the safe zone for the first time, and it unlocks, and it plays that music, always just and you look, look up. to the yep. sky every time. <laughs> it, will, it won't stop. It will never stop, because I love that sound. Like, the, the violin, and just like, oh, it's so good. If, it's a little that... thing, and it's so good. If that exact same sounds in Dying Light 2, is it your game of the year, hands down, right now? I mean, maybe. (laughs) 2019 is stacked, and Dying Light... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. 2019 is already looking stacked with incredible, incredible games, and Dying Light 2 deserves to be towards the top of that list. Like, Dying Light 2 holds its own against almost every other game that was announced at this E3. There are few games that you look at, you know, maybe it's not going to be The Last of Us Part 2, you know, maybe it's not going to be Cyberpunk 2077, but you know what, when it comes down to the end of the year, I'm going to quote me, Ross, prepare to quote me, Dying Light 2 is going to be on that list, top 10 2019, Dying Light 2 is going to be good enough to be on that list. There it is. I am that confident in this game, because of how well they kept that game updated for three years. Three years they've been keeping that game pumped full of new content. Hmm. How I just I just don't see the part where they lose it, you know? Like unless that that like the world building stuff just falls flat on its face. And even then, it's still the act of playing the game is yeah. so good. And it's, it's like it's a- I can't imagine they changed it. No, I am, they I am, only improved it. I am confident of like of all of these games on the list, like even The Last of Us Part Two. You know, I, I came into The Last of Us expecting a lot, and I was a little let down by the gameplay. Dying Light Two is one of the few games at this E3 that I'm like, I can guarantee that game's going to be good when it comes out. Yeah, and okay. I I don't I don't go out on a limb like that often, but Dying Light Two, I am willing to go out on that limb. That game. You're probably wondering, well, then why wasn't it in your top three? Because, you know, it's, it's E3 and it's excitement and stuff. And, like, Dying Light 2, I saw a lot. And I'm just like, I already know what that is, you know? Yeah. I don't yeah, need yeah. to be any more hyped for that. It would have been in the top five, let's be real. <laughs> if The Last nice. of Us 2 didn't have that good of a showing, it might have made it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but that's nice. that's a credit to some of those other games, you know. But, yeah, like, mm. yeah, Dying Light 2, man. Um. I'm going to go quickly through a few games on my list um, that I don't have too much to say, but definitely caught my eye. Um, one was Sea of Solitude, which was at the EA conference. Uh, indie game about kind of a metaphor of loneliness and how it affects people. Um, it's something that I definitely connect to um, with through my own life and... Um, not sure exactly what the game part of it is going to end up being, but the concept definitely drew me in. Um, another one, The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. Oh, I um, forgot about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That from, probably would have been on my list. Yeah, it's from... Uh, it's it's not necessarily the prequel. Well, so It's, it's connected well, in some way? Yeah, they said that if you uh, keep a close eye that you'll see... you'll. You'll discover some story tie-ins to Life is Strange maybe it's 2 not when a, it's eventually released. I was going to say, maybe it's not a prequel, but it's more of a lead-in. 
Yeah, yeah. It's set in the same universe as Life is Strange. And it's just this this kid and his single dad, his mom had died. And it's like his imagination coming to life. And I think how that helps him cope with kind of seemingly like an alcoholic father. and But a father that's still like caring. Um, it just looks cool, man. It looks cool. Um, don't Nod. I love Don't Nod. I still, I don't want to... I've heard some stuff about Vampire to where I kind of want to buy it once it's dropped in price a little bit but sounds cool but don't not is just a cool developer man yeah um they do a lot of just different stuff different's a good word for it yeah and then um the last game i'll talk about in this batch um because it was just a trailer a beautiful trailer and a trailer that made me interested in the game that in which i wasn't interested before um beyond good and evil 2 um that trailer is it got me interested in the game. Um, I played the original Beyond Good and Evil uh, on PS2. I could never get into it. Um, I wanted to really bad, but the the trailer that they showed and the kind of end reveal of the main character, Jade, from the original game, seemingly being the villain here, which I'm not sure how that works as a prequel because in the original game, she just seemed like Kind of a, a carefree, she's, innocent she's on her journalist. She's on her meds. You know? Something, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, that trailer got me interested in the game. Um, th- that game probably won't come out till Death Stranding comes out, but you know, that's that. So that's a, a, a bunch, a, a few games. Um, yeah. How about you? I had a couple more games, uh, four more games that made my list. Uh, Spider-Man. Yep. The, the the trailers never look good because they always have performance issues and like I feel like that's a game that's better in action like the Arkham games are always really fun to play but they're not always that fun to watch like you watch a gameplay demo and it's like yep that's Batman beating up a room full of guys but when you mm-hmm. have the controller and you're Batman beating up a room full of guys it's totally different because now you're like I'm beating up a room full of guys uh, Spider-Man's probably going to be that I'm very excited to play that game I think it's going to be really good uh, oh, I've heard. I've, I've just one thing. I've just heard the swinging feels fantastic. The swinging. I, that was the first thing I noticed in that original announced dude. That first mm-hmm. swing dive that goes in, and just like the inertia, and like mm-hmm. that looked like what I always wanted from a Spider-Man game. Excuse yeah, me. Just like, like that first swing. That was the most important scene in that whole trailer. That first announcement was seeing that swing, and it was like, oh my god, that they did it. That, yeah, that is heard- Spider-Man. I heard from several people who played the game that it reminded them of swinging around the city in Spider-Man 2, and Spider-Man 2 was phenomenal. Everybody I hear talking about this is just saying, this is the Spider-Man game we've always wanted. And it comes out so soon. I know. I can't wait. Uh, I'm super excited. I want to play this game. Um, Me too. Battlefield 5, very excited for. I can't wait to play that. That's going to be probably like my multiplayer shooter for a good while. Dude, we're gonna we're gonna go hard on that. I want to go hard. Like I want, I need that to be my bad company too, because mm-hmm. there's something about that that slower paced kind of shooter, uh, a little more tactical. Like Bad Company Two, we played so much back in the day, and it was so good. And I yeah, I was. want that back in my life. So mm-hmm. Battlefield Five looks to be that. Uh, so I'm very excited. Forza Horizon Four. I wasn't going to buy this game. And then they said it in England. And then they added seasons. And then I found out I could buy a castle. <laughs> it's true. And so now it's just like, you bastards. <laughs> I was ready not to buy this game, 
But now I am obligated because it looks really good. It's in a setting I really like. And I can buy a castle. And you can play with friends. And I can buy a castle. And bring my friends to my castle. It's true. Can we drift in the castle? Only time will tell. Oh, man. I want to drift castle. <laughs> just put like Hot Wheels tracks on the outside. <laughs> just drift everywhere. <laughs> Be pretty great. Uh, but yeah, like I, I didn't really click with Forza Horizon 3, but um, I'm going to just buy like six Mustangs, tune them to each class and just drive Mustangs. Fair enough. And uh, yeah, so Forza Horizon 4. Um, last game on my list, there were a couple games that were close and didn't make it uh, because like I, I just don't have a lot of experience with them or previous entries. Um, I, I've seen enough of this game. I have heard mm, things that maybe didn't necessarily make it sound good, but then like you put it back in the context of what the game is and it kind of clicks again. Control. Mm. It ended up making it. Uh, Cause I watched that trailer again and like, I heard things and I was like, this game sounds kind of weird. Uh, but then you watch it in action again and it's like, this game looks really cool. I really want to play this game. And it's a remedy game. So it's going to be weird. I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. Control looked more interesting than death stranding. Wow. From what I've seen of both. I mean, yeah, Death Stranding, you're a delivery Control guy, so I guess. <laughs> looks like, from what I've seen, like, you know, it's always the spectacle of, like, Kojima's games are weird. It's like, yeah, it's going to mm. be weird, but I'm going to buy both. But, um, um, man, Control looks really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm and, really excited to play that. And just hearing some of the stuff from people who got to learn a little bit more about it and kind of the backstory of it. It sounds like a, just a cool game. Remedy makes cool games. They might not always be the best games, but they're cool games. Yeah. I um, like quantum break was a, a good game. It was a very good game. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the way we played it wasn't the right way, as you said, after the fact, but like this mm-hmm. game just looks crazy and nuts. And I, I kind of want to be a part of that. My body yeah. is ready. <laughs> oh man this this e3 was just so good the games yeah. man it just never stopped the games never stopped coming and so, that's the best you can so, ask for at this show so is that the end of your list that's the end of my list okay i have a few i'm gonna wrap up okay um, I, I thought you were done i'm sorry no I, I have more games than you do okay uh, i can add more <laughs> no, no. um one that definitely wasn't close to making my top five, but definitely caught me off guard and has me excited outside of one particular art choice. Jump Force. Um, th- that is a crossover that where I like three-fourths of the franchises I've seen in that trailer. So I'm excited for what that. Was the, um, what was it, One Piece? Yeah, I, I've, okay. I've never been yeah, into One yeah. Piece. Um, but yeah, I, I played... Actually, funny enough, one of the Jump All-Stars games, which came out on DS, which was Japan only, was in Best Buy randomly, um, like around the time it came out. The Japanese copy huh. was in Best Buy, and I bought it there, and I played it, and I loved it. Um, <laughs> it was like a Smash Brothers, but with anime characters, so that was cool. Um, so I'm kind of excited about Jump Force, just to see what it's like. Even though it looks more like Budokai Tenkaichi of the Dragon Ball Z games, which were like the 3D arena fighters which i didn't like as much but we'll see what it see what it ends up being um gears tactics uh 
Um, it looks like XCOM with gears, and I think it's a per- I think it's a match made in heaven. Um, kind of turning shooters into strategy games, a la Killzone Liberation. Um, I think works really Killzone well. Liberation was a real time game, though, right? It was just a top down shooter. It, it was. It, it was more of a. If I remember, it, right, was, it was more a of a top down like, shooter. But it was. There was like. There was something about it that was more strategy I mean, than just yeah, being a top-down yeah, shooter. Yeah, yeah, it was, but it was a real it was a real-time top-down shooter. Because you said that in an earlier podcast, and I was like, I'm almost positive it wasn't. And, like, it is a more tactical game than Killzone, 100%. I think it had, like, cover and stuff, but, like, yeah. it, it was not, uh, it wasn't, like, a tactical game in the same vein of Gears of War. I just, I just, I'm making sure I'm remembering the Killzone yes, properly. That is, that is an apt correction, I, yes. I, not meant as a correction. I really just want to confirm to myself that I remember this game. <laughs> yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. No. Um, let's see. So Gears Tactics looks good. Elder Scrolls Blades came out of nowhere. Um, the new mobile game from Bethesda. Was that the game you were playing? Or? What's that? You said there was a mobile game you were going to talk about. Thing. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was, was the, the game yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah. talk okay. about. Yeah, so in case anyone missed it, Blades is a full, pretty much a full-fledged Elder Scrolls game, but on your phone. Um, you can play it in portrait mode, which is great. They call it meeting mode. Um, <laughs> it just looks super cool, and there's like different modes, and it looks really good. Um, so, hey man, more Elder Scrolls. I'm excited for it. Yeah, it, I'm excited for any Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Um, Another one, uh, a game that I put very little time into because I came in very late um, to the original game, but The Division 2 looks fantastic. Oh, I um, forgot about that. With the changes, some of the additions they're making, like eight-player raids, and just like the some of the content map that they've already laid out, Like I'm super excited for that game, and I want to get in uh, at the ground level this time. I'm just worried about having too many games of service games going at once. The div- and I'm going to fall off. The division two of them. will be good. That's almost like a dying light to reach for me that I would be like, this game is almost guaranteed to be great. Cause yeah. like it, yeah. it, with the way Ubisoft is developing games right now, I'll make that call. Like the division yeah. two will be great. Oh yeah. I, 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 I don't, I do not very, doubt it. Of the Games as a service games set to come out in the next, you know, couple of months or like the early part of 2019. Mm-hmm. As interesting as the concept of Anthem is, I think the Division 2 will end up being the better game. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's the one I will probably put the most time into. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're also going to have Destiny and Fallout 76. And it's like, I don't have enough room in my life for all of these games of service games. One of them's going to fall. Huh, um, fall out, maybe? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I hope not. I know. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of Anthem, Anthem is on my list. Um, it did not have the best showing, uh, but the I trust. I I I still have trust in Bioware. Well, it's and got Casey. Hu- oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say Casey Hudson's on it, and um, the aesthetic. A lot of people say looks very generic. I don't think it's the most original aesthetic in the world, but it's an aesthetic I'm into. Um, and it's, you can play with friends and there's mechs and you're like Iron Man. It looks fun. And, and it has a lot of positive buzz from people who are getting hands on with it. 
which is good because I I haven't heard any. I I literally saw like headlines like it it plays better than Destiny, Mm. and that it comes down to how good the story is. But like playing better than Destiny, like that's the one thing Destiny has always been really good at is playing. Like Mm -hmm. the act of going around and shooting things has always felt good in destiny and if bioware somehow made a better feeling game like as bad no as bad as a showing as it might have been like that's that is a lot of praise like that is that that means as somebody who is borderline religiously playing destiny 2 right now that is a praise a level of praise i cannot ignore yeah yeah um and then i've the final two games on my list one is shadow of the tomb raider um, because I think those games, they're critically, they do very well, but I think that they don't get the credit they deserve. Um, they get called like uncharted knockoffs, but I think the first Tomb Raider, like 2013 reboot played better than uncharted four does. Um, I think from a gameplay perspective, those games have been always been better than uncharted. Um, it's just the characters that uncharted really nail every time. Um, but I got even more excited for Shadow of the Tomb Raider because I have Xbox Game Pass and Rise of the Tomb Raider is on Xbox Game Pass. And I never played the second game. And now I can play the second game, which I really want to do. Finally, was it was a surprise. It was a shock. But it was some happy, happy co-op announcement of a franchise that I didn't see it coming. Wolfenstein Youngblood. Yeah set in the 1980s as bj's twin daughters co-op i'm excited about it um yeah it's wolfenstein but co-op and nazis are still around the 80s which is a bummer but that was my list for e3 2018 phenomenal year especially i see i was thinking i don't know if it's as phenomenal as we think, or we just had such low expectations going in that it blew them out of the water. Uh, See, now I think, I think we came in with low expectations, but I think EA mostly delivered on those. And so (laughs) like, I think Microsoft changed those expectations. When you start your show with Halo, you know, it's probably going to be a big E3 when you don't end the show on Halo. You know, when Halo is where you start, yeah. That means you have stuff that's really good behind it because you don't and just you, start <laughs> with Halo. And you have the confidence to to lead the gear section with a Gears Funko Pop game yeah. as a joke. When you lead <laughs> when you feel when you lead with two not Gears of 5 game or not Gears of War 5 games. <laughs> when you're feeling yourself that hard, it's pretty good. Yeah, like Microsoft kind of changed it and then Bethesda, you know, fixing their early stumbles and really coming back with a solid show by the end of Sunday, you were like, okay, you know what? E3 is going to be pretty good. And then they showed the last of us part two. And that was like, okay, you win. (laughs) You win E3. You're great. Quick before we sign off, who do you think had the best press conference? Microsoft. I agree. I think Sony was better than we gave it credit for. 
it was rough in the moment. Looking back on it, it was much the better. The quality of the game shown at the Sony conference. Just is, the actual conference is, itself was yeah, rough. The conference itself was bad, but the games shown were of the quality we have come to expect from Sony first party. Like they look like they are delivering yes. in every regard. And there, yes. there are few first parties that can have that many good looking games at the same time coming out probably, you know, within a couple months of each other. Yeah. And after no, and... putting out a game like God of War, mm. keep coming back to that. Cause you need to finish that. I do. Oh. I do. Um, and I'm going to say, screw the, the haters. I think the Nintendo direct was really good. I think the Nintendo direct um, was good. Yes. They announced a lot of really cool games and smash is back, baby. Smash is back in a big back. way. So now just remaster that... Tokyo Mirage sessions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not many Wii U ports. Um, so that wraps our coverage of E3 2018. We will be back to your reg- regularly scheduled programming next week. Well, this week. I'm probably going to put this up on Monday. Perfect. So this this week. week. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm back into playing games. I'm going to start writing stuff again since I can breathe yeah. again. Um, and yeah, the site's going to get back to being more active. Yeah, I'm working on a so, couple things myself right now. So. Yeah, so I'm happy to be back. Chris, it's always a pleasure. Always. And, E3 uh, bring, brings yeah. out the best in us, man. We really had like, it's like four Christmas, really man. good podcasts this week, I think. Like, just yeah. really good. Not to toot yeah. our own horn, but, you know, these are really good. I, I feel good about these. It feels really good. Yeah, feels yeah. good, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, we will see you all later this week. Take it easy, everybody.